Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Scaling New Heights podcast, where we hear from instructors and thought leaders from previous and upcoming Scaling New Heights conferences. My name is Joe Woodard. I'm the host of the Scaling New Heights conference, and I will be the host of this podcast episode. Now, during this episode, we're going to be covering a very important topic for bookkeepers and accountants who perform bookkeeping services of automation and the modernization of bookkeeping that is changing constantly. Now, to join us in this conversation, a highly relevant voice in the space, one of the one of the people and one of the organizations driving this kind of automation is Calliope Vlastis. She's the general manager of Receipt Bank US. Now, Receipt Bank represents a category of automation called data parsing. It's the evolution of what we've had for decades called optical character recognition. But instead of just reading the information, the characters off of a piece of paper, the data parsing technology interprets what is on the piece of paper. Now, this is used in a wide range of technologies that are revolutionizing the bookkeeping profession, whether it's Receipt Bank or it's expense receipt and filing management tools, or even the kind of tools you use to automatically deposit a check using the mobile app that your bank provides. It is everywhere. And as bookkeepers and as accounting professionals who perform bookkeeping services, it is imperative that we understand this category, understand its importance, and understand the impact that it has on your practice for not only creating increased efficiencies, but also creating increased effectiveness through better and more digital and more indexed and searchable record keeping and a better client experience. Now, before we bring Calliope into the episode, I want to talk a little bit about all of the categories of automation holistically. Data parsing is the one represented by Receipt Bank. We're going to drill down on that a lot in the conversation with Calliope. But another category is accounts payable automation and accounts receivable automation. Now, examples of technologies that service that area include Bill.com. They do both accounts receivable and accounts payable. You have Topalti as an accounts payable automation tool, Circulus, Mineral Tree, and that's just to name a few off the top of my head. That category not only increases your efficiencies, but also enhances client experience because now they can not only see their bills from any mobile device where they have access, but approvers can approve entire payables cycles from the convenience of their cell phone and as quickly as five to 10 minutes per accounts payable cycle, maybe less depending on the size of the business. And no more, no more do you have to deal with mailing checks back and forth, the insecurity of mailing signed checks back and forth between yours and the client's offices, co-signed checks. I've seen some bookkeeping practices do, which is not a great idea for so many reasons, including independence, but also just the exposure of being a signer or co-signer on your client's bank accounts. All of those complexities melt away when all of the accounts payable has the correct separation of duties while being automated 
solutions like Topaltybill.com, Avid Exchange, and so many others do use data parsing, just as Receipt Bank does. Now, we've talked about accounts payable, and we've talked about the parsing tools that extract other kinds of financial information, but there are yet other categories like sales tax. And this is where automation and outsourcing begin to get married because solutions like Avalara or Vertex not only manage the sales tax calculations, they also manage the sales tax filings. And of course that's optional. The calculation tools are the automation piece, and the filing is the outsourcing piece. And there, that takes us to payroll, another category where you have a mixture of automation through the technology-driven payroll services and automation in the fact that they will file all of that electronically for you. And the category of automation that is often missed is the client interaction. Now, solutions like Lysio and Client Hub are driving in this space where they serve as 21st century vacuum tubes, very secure electronic encrypted exchange from the client's point of contact through mobile devices or PCs if you so choose, through mobile devices straight through to you as the accounting or bookkeeping professional. And that includes a picture they take of a document, which is not just an optical picture, it's digitized and indexed and as you might suppose, parsed, but also the text that the client would send you. Because if your client or any client has sent you sensitive information in an email or in a regular text, then those data points are vulnerable. So it's time now to get them into a secure, encrypted exchange where they can send you the information that you need. Now, this kind of interchange between you and the client isn't technically considered an automation, but it is one of the modern bookkeeping elements that ties all of these pieces together. And while we're talking about documents, data parsing is used by file management solutions like eFile Cabinet and Lucion, the developers of File Center those technologies parse the information on documents to automatically route the documents to specific client folders or even optionally to create new client folders or new client subfolders based on where the document came from, in other words, which client or which client it pertains to and the nature of that document. So you tie all of these technologies together the secure exchange from the client through, which a lot of these solutions also provide through means of a portal, then you automatically file the documents, then solutions like Receipt Bank automatically parse the documents and post to the general ledger based on their nature with, of course, the correct approval cycles, then route through to accounts payable solutions like bill.com, accounts receivable solutions like bill.com for the automation of receivables, all while sales tax calculations and payroll processing is being done through automation, software, integration, and outsourcing. And when all of these technologies combine together, you can enjoy up to 80% reduction in manual entry. You can have a practice that will scale 
You have a practice that has increased profits. You have a practice that is more modern, more secure, provides a stronger and more distinctive client experience, and serves as a pathway to real-time bookkeeping. Now, one of the linchpin products, and you're going to see why it's such a linchpin product in just a minute, is Receipt Bank. Not only is it a single repository for almost every document of financial nature that your client would send you, but as you're going to hear from Calliope, it also serves as a hub, an integration hub, where yes, it integrates with the popular general ledger solutions, but also with accounts payable solutions and payroll solutions to further streamline the automation and integration process. So with that, we're going to get to our conversation with Calliope. Calliope, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Joe. It's good to be here and good to see you again. It's been a few yeah, it's good to see you as well. It's been a while. It uh, feels like a long time, but co- time is relative in the COVID pandemic, but it's only been about three or four months when we were talking face-to-face. So it's always great to have you here on the podcast. And for our listeners that aren't familiar with, with you, you head up you Receipt Bank US, right? And so what does Receipt Bank do and who uses it? Sure. So I like to say that Receipt Bank is for any accountant or bookkeeper who is ready to automate the obvious, right? Anyone that's ready to eliminate manual processes within their practice, invest in their firm, and really make bookkeeping a profit center. So this is for bookkeepers who are collecting receipts and spending countless hours. It could be spent in more valuable ways. And for the practices that are maybe not collecting receipts for every client, and they're either doing a lot of guesswork, a lot of back and forth, requesting you know, information about certain purchases, um, and who are not really audit proofing their clients in the way that they'd probably like to be. So that's kind of who Receipt Bank serves. And then a few features I like to highlight, just to give you a general understanding of what we do, is we've got autom- automatic data collection and extraction using a really handy mobile app. Uh, in-app messaging, so no more chasing your clients for documents, really easy bank statement extraction and invoice fetch from over 1,200 suppliers. So you don't need to request it from your client. Um, you don't even need to scan it. We fetch it directly from that invoice um, supplier, as well what? as seamless integrations with the top accounting firms like QBO, QBD, Zero, um, and Bill.com. Okay, so it sounds like the strategy is multifaceted. It sounds like it's a lot of integration with with the source documents so you can get those fetched. And I think a lot of people miss that part. Even people that know Receipt Bank know that you guys can take something off of a piece of paper, digitize that, index it, parse it, and and interpret what's on there and turn it into a transaction. I, I, I think most people have that concept. Even if they didn't know that was you, they know that concept's out there. I think, I think fewer people realize the fetching side of Receipt Bank because you guys folded that in a little bit later in your journey. Yeah. Um, and, and so let's drill down on that one a little bit. And why is it so valuable? So what kind of documents does Receipt Bank fetch and how does that make a bookkeeper's life easier? Yeah, great question. So invoice fetch is one of the features. I'm always shocked to see that, you know, we have partners that just activate based on that single feature because they're so excited. And then they, of course, adopt the rest of the functionality. But what invoice fetch allows you to do is really eliminate 
the guesswork that goes on between you and your client. So um, a few classic examples um, are, you know, Amazon, for example. So with Amazon, you could be purchasing almost anything. And when that receipt comes into your inbox as an accountant, as a bookkeeper, you don't necessarily know how to categorize it. So that's going to require a phone call. That's going to require some emails and text messages. And they're not sure which Amazon receipt because they've probably had 20 or 30 of them this month alone. Um, I know that I order way too much from Amazon just for my own house. So I can't imagine a business. And so that's going to fetch that, that transaction and all the relevant information. So you know exactly how to categorize it when it comes to you. Nice. Now I want to, I want to focus in on something you said, you, you kind of, you hit on something really important and you were, you know, bullying out so many cool talking points there. Um, you mentioned audit proofing or mm -hmm. making your clients audit ready, I think is how you phrased it. Now, how, how does Receipt Bank fit into that process? Yeah, great question. So we really say we help audit proof and disaster proof your clients. So with Receipt Bank, all the transactions, all of the receipts and data that you upload is maintained for up to seven years. Um, I don't know that we've ever actually deleted any of the data, but we say at, you know, at a minimum seven years because that's the regulation here in the U.S., so we have a very intuitive and robust search engine within Receipt Bank itself. So let's say your client does get audited. This happens all the time. Then you would just simply log into Receipt Bank, access that client's account and pull all of the relevant information or any specific information through a really granular search so that you could pro provide that to the IRS or you know, if the client needs it as well. Yep. So a lot of documents though aren't, originating from paper these days. I mean, I'm, yes, every once in a while, you're still going to get something in, in the mail. Um, but most of the documents that come, come from the vendor into an email inbox, yes. right? So it, it's great that you guys can capture the receipt with your phone. It's great that you guys can fetch it from a utility company. But when the majority of stuff's coming in by the email, does that create a gap in your process or have you filled that gap? Great question. That would be a pretty huge gap if we didn't. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a pretty massive gap. I mean, you're right to call it out. Um, so we absolutely have a method, a submission method, as we call all of them, for you to simply email in receipts. So your clients can email them in. They can set up automated emailing as well from certain suppliers or um, companies that they regularly get receipts from so that we do the same process. We extract all the relevant information from those emails and prepare it or publishing into QBO or, or whatever GL you're using. Well, and I brought that one up knowing the answer because, you know, we, re, we use Receipt Bank here at the water companies and, uh, and I have multiple entities. So I know exactly where to forward those emails to. Now, most of them I'm already routed in my accounting department. They, they route it to you. But those few that still get to me, I just, I know exactly which entity has which Receipt Bank uh, email address. I just forward it straight from my mobile device and delete the email and it's out of my sight. It's out of my mind. It is so stress relieving to know I don't have to keep that in my inbox. I don't have to route it through the accounting department. I have to, I have to make sure that they've got what they need. Um, plus then you guys scrape it and automate it. You scrape straight from the attachment and automated it's so it's no it's, it's so much better than just forwarding it to the bookkeeping department you know and then i'm thinking you know that scaling across a whole professional bookkeeping company i mean that's just the benefits to one and we have our own bookkeeper in the back office i mean you're talking about 10 15 20 50 100 clients um that benefit starts to to really scale the time so, adds up very quickly 
It does. It does. And so that kind of leads me to the next big question I wanted to ask. So that's kind of what do you do and, and kind of who's your user? But since the primary user here is the professional bookkeeper, um, how does it fit into the overall you know, accounting software infrastructure? People are always talking tech stacks. That's the big trendy word for it. How does Receipt Bank fit into that architecture? Sure. So that is definitely the big buzzword these days. And we do talk a lot about it because we want to understand what are our partners using so then we can make sure that we're integrating and have the right flow for them as well. So the way you want to think of Receipt Bank in terms of how it fits into the overall software infrastructure for bookkeepers is it's kind of that first piece, right? It's the, the first line there. And it's your means of getting essential client data that you can then distribute into other uh, into other platforms as well. So um, it kind of powers the other platforms in the tech stack because you know currency these days is data. So you need to ensure you have accurate data first. So receipt banks is at the very beginning. Um, and then you know client receipts and bank feeds are entered into receipt bank after that. So once receipt bank um, extracts the data and then prepares it for publishing into the general ledger. So we are GL agnostic, as we like to say. So that could be QuickBooks Online, it could be QuickBooks Desktop uh, or Zero as well. We do integrate fully with all of them. And a lot of our partners will also use a bill pay solution. So um, we actually have a seamless integration with bill.com. So for any of our partners or any prospects that are already using that, this is a really easy way to make sure that you're getting accurate extracted data into bill.com. Well, let's drill down on that one a second, because that's that's really key. Because a lot of, you know, bill.com's thing is, you know, you get a bill.com email address, your vendors go to bill.com. But we know that can get really fragmented, very confusing, very fast. And what I've, what my, the bookkeepers in our community are telling us is a single repository. It just makes sense if everything gets routed to one place, whether you're a vendor, whether you're an internal person, like I was forwarding my receipt around, whether you're trying to direct something like even CVS that you're always using on a business card always goes through or whatever, it, one place, right? So, so is that what you're trying to solve for? And if that's the, if the answer is yes, how does Receipt Bank know what goes to build, what's supposed to go to build.com and what's not? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, it is a really intuitive integration, which is one of the things that I love about it. And yes, we, we do ask our partners, you know, have a single repository of all of the data. And so every, if everything starts in Receipt Bank, then you're all set in that department. And then relevant information, you can push relevant information into bill.com. And most importantly, the source document, right, the actual image file of the receipt will go into QBO, which is something that I think is, a, is not something the bill.com does. So that way you're also ensuring that your QBO account is fully reconciled with the images of the transactions. Yeah, that is huge because then QBO becomes a single repository as well, you know, for all those documents. Um, now, and just to make sure, because you were mentioning all those GL platforms, I want, really want to drive home because most of the folks that listen to this podcast are QuickBooks Pro Advisors. So they live in that QuickBooks universe. QBO and QB desktop, both? Yes. So we okay. actually support both now, um, which is something pretty new for us. And we've got two integrations that we used to support it. So I'm looking forward to, to telling you more about that. Yeah, absolutely. That's just, that's really, really exciting. So um, so then, so that's, that's how it fits in. You mentioned a lot of integrations. I stopped you with bill.com, but do you also integrate with solutions like payroll? 
We do. So that's another really critical piece of the tech stack. And we have an integration with Gusto. They're a fantastic partner of ours as well. And so that way you can handle things like expense reimbursement by pushing that information right from Receipt Bank into Gusto so that you can get it out for payroll and make sure that your employees are getting reimbursed in a timely manner. So in a lot of folks that aren't familiar with the Receipt Bank, because remember that mostly bookkeepers listening here. So they're listening with a very detail-oriented ear, right? And they might be thinking, right, one receipt's on a company credit card. Another receipt comes in and that's for an expense report. How does Receipt Bank delineate between the two uh, and how much of that is the bookkeeper's job to route to, to Gusto versus to route over just to the GL? Great question. So a lot of it can be automated, right? Receipt Bank has um, a lot of like supplier rules and automation that can be put in place. So um, for one thing, there are different service plans. And so your employees will have uh, different functionality in their app if they have the expense reporting feature. So that will actually, it's automated, right? We call them uh, automated expense reporting. So that will actually be- So that's a user level thing, right? From the submission of the receipt, they, they denote that. Exactly. Yep. And then it goes into your expense reports tab. Yep. Nice. And that, that's the dead on answer because the person who's motivated to get paid back is the person who scanned the receipt. So you should have theoretically 100% accuracy there or very near 100% accuracy. And if not, highly coachable, right? Because exactly. it, it'll slow them down getting paid back. Um, okay. So, so you mentioned payroll, you mentioned bill.com, you mentioned all of these GL platforms. So with all of those in place, it's not just that you're part of the tech stack, you're deeply integrated part of the tech stack. And I think that's my takeaway from, from that piece. So now there are other players in this space. A lot of people do data parsing, some, much many fewer, but some do fetching. So why would a bookkeeper choose your product, your services over the other players in the space? Yeah, great question. So we really encourage you know, partners who may be considering an alternative is do your research, do a thorough evaluation because we are so confident in our product and, and we've you know, seen the transformation that it makes for so many businesses. Receipt Bank is the leading free accounting and bookkeeping platform. We've been around for a decade. And the reason that time is so important is that our technology leverages machine learning. So it gets smarter and smarter the more data that it ingests. So last month alone, Receipt Bank processed over 2 million receipts. And with every single one of those, the algorithm is getting smarter and smarter and knows exactly how to categorize and extract that information. So it's increasingly more accurate. And that is why we have the best extraction accuracy in the business. So over 99% accuracy. And even having to spot check you know, your receipts from time to time takes up a lot of time uh, for a bookkeeper as the weeks go on. And then I would say additionally, you know, we're pretty obsessed with our partners and we put a lot of emphasis on onboarding. The reason we do that and the reason we fully support our partners during onboarding is because there is so much automation in Receipt Bank that can be set up. So for example, we can automate your supplier rules. It will learn about the transaction from the last time it read it. It'll ask you, do you wanna code this the same way this time? And do you wanna apply this rule moving forward? So let's say you get a Verizon bill or a Comcast bill, that's probably gonna be categorized the exact same every single time. So you don't even need to spot check that. It'll be automatically set up with all of that um, prepared for reconciliation. So we really hone in on that. 
during the onboarding process, because we don't just want you to like receiving, we want you to love it. Well, and, and to kind of finish out the rest of that, the other side of the coin is uh, Walmart would be just the opposite of Verizon. So yeah. you're saying we could always route that for an eyeball look and, and a breakdown. And that way the accountant's only looking what the accountant needs to look at in order to interpret. And, and the other thing I want to make sure our listeners pick up on, because I know that I know you know this very well, because you live in this whole world, but, but the evolution of this process um, where you guys have always come in from a parsing perspective, sort of the pre-receipt bank era was all based off of mapped areas of the receipt with hard conditional statements. So, so there, so if a receipt format came in, that was different from any vendor's receipt format that you had previously seen, the mapping broke. But what's happening now, and I'm talking to the listeners because Calliope, I know, gets this. What's happening now is not mapping, it's parsing. So the, the information is being read through optical character recognition. It's being interpreted as actual words. Those words are then run through machine learning algorithms, which you either have or you call out to, to, to artificial intelligence services <laughs> and that determine the exact nature of what that vendor does. So if it's some obscure vendor that Receipt Bank has never seen before, as long as the information about that vendor exists somewhere in a database you're calling that you can refer to in this information age, right? It's like somebody doing a Google search. You're going to know that Going Coastal, a local business here in Canton, Georgia, is a restaurant and not a marine supply store. And, and, you're, and Receipt Bank can figure that out many times just based off of its own what's called API, API calls out to these different um, services. So, um, so I don't even have to necessarily tell Receipt Bank the first time going coastal as a restaurant. Sometimes I do, but often I don't. I'm constantly surprised because we, we use Receipt Bank internally for our own expense reimbursement. And so sometimes the receipts I upload have been in my purse for a little bit too long. They're not in the best <laughs> condition. I take a pretty you know, sloppy screenshot of them. And it reads it perfectly every single time. It can be blurry. It can be handwritten. Um, you know, I had to do one for a, a tip recently that was just, you know, a tip for a company event and that I hand wrote and um, it read it just perfectly. Yeah, it's crazy. When you're, when you're saying 99% accuracy, you know, the last study I read, the human level of accuracy is under 95%. So, um, you know, you're actually more accurate than a human being uh, with the machine learning algorithms that you built. So, so my, my big thing, and I'm going to kind of be your customer here, because this is my moment to tell our listeners why we're doing something very different. We've never interviewed a software developer on the Scaling New Heights podcast about the nature and the functionality of their software before. So why do this today? It's, it's because we, didn't, we don't just use Receipt Bank. We went through a, an extensive, exhaustive vetting process to incorporate Receipt Bank into our advanced bookkeeping system. So we have here at Woodard a turnkey bookkeeping production system in a box. Think of it as two to three years. And again, I'm talking to the listeners because Calliope knows this very well. She's partnered with us. So you as listeners, we have this, this, uh, this bookkeeping system or production system in a box. It's, it's, think of it as two to three years of research and development to build out the perfect bookkeeping machine, including all the integrated technologies, standardized processes, client onboarding and systems, um, client offboarding and systems, everything you need to do to assess, 
provide cyclical services for with automation and off board if the client should leave you. Um, all in a life cycle of the client process. We use XCM Workflow. We have a shared service center at $20 an hour, 100% actualized. But what really makes the product sing and dance is the fact that we've married these deeply integrated technologies together, like Calliope talked about. And that's where the real automation comes in. Calliope, what I'm seeing in the space is if you stack technologies together and they all just talk to a GL, you get a level of automation. If they talk to each other, like you talk to Bill.com and Gusto, as well as to the GL, then you get a completely different grade of automation. And what we're finding with the advanced bookkeeping system, the people who subscribe to that are seeing up to 80% automation of what was previously a manual process. It's crazy. Yeah, and you were involved, obviously, with your team in developing the curriculum, and we're such a small part of that because the tech stack is so comprehensive, um, and we put so much time and care into it, and your team especially, so, you know, I'm not surprised because we're one of, I don't even remember how many different- Seven, seven different technologies, yeah. Tech stack, and it was just so thoughtful and so intentional, and the scenarios that they went through and, and the role plays to kind of- make sure that everyone is fully on board and knows how to leverage all those tools is, was really exciting for us to go through. We, we learned a few things from it as well about how to, you know, even coach and onboard our own, our own partners. That's great. That's what partnerships are about. All right. So, so what advice would you give a practice speaking of having a partnership mindset? So let's kind of turn that on and say, uh, as a partner to accounting professionals, what, what advice would you give a practice that's considering starting a bookkeeping department in their firm or just maybe getting started as a professional bookkeeper? I'm always uh, surprised at how often we get this question or we get inbound leads and interested parties who are, they could be big firms, they could be, you know, small sole props or somewhere in between, but they're saying, look, I'm getting a lot of interest in bookkeeping. So how do I do this? And so what I typically suggest is, you know, figure out a few things. What's, what's your competitive advantage? What is your tech stack, right? Do you, do you have a prescribed tech stack? Like there is an ABS or are you starting from scratch and what's, how are you going to price that? So really critical to assess the main challenges that you'll have kind of depending on your size. If you're an accounting firm that's wanting to go into CAS, you may have plenty of clients, but you don't really have the technology. If you're a small practice, then it could be getting clients. And so you want to shift your focus to that. So really just focus on what your core challenge is, or if you already do have some clients that are ready to go, what are their core challenges, right? Do you fit a certain niche? Are you restaurants? Are you construction? And that's going to dictate a lot of where your focus needs to be um, so that you can best support your new venture. It's a dead on answer. What I gleaned out of that is pick an industry, try to focus on that. If you can't do it exclusively at first, lean into it so it can become more and more of your, of your client base. That reduces variables in that process, helps you get that specialized brand and knowledge. So you're dead on with that one. Second thing I heard you say was, Make sure you're focusing on new clients if you need it or it's better servicing the ones you have if you're already a large client because it's it's either client conversion from tax to bookkeeping or it's client acquisition. It's one or the other, exactly. right? So so that was that that was heard loud and clear. And then um, I would just add that, that at the headwaters of all of that, there's a build or buy choice. And, and everything that Calliope was talking about is a build choice. 
And I would say that now you have a choice. So, so if you want to go explore the advanced bookkeeping system, then you don't have to build. You can just buy and you run our rails. But, um, but if you want to build it out, then um, everything, make sure Calliope just told you where exactly where to step. It's like the Indiana Jones step on these steps. You won't get hit by the arrows flying out of the wall, right? Those are the, those are the st safe stones to step on to make sure that you're building it, building it right. Now, this is Receipt Bank's 10th year. You mentioned that before. I mean, you've been at this thing for 10 years. We talked a little bit about how it evolved. You've got the QBD integration that you've added in, some Bill.com and Gusto integration. You've mentioned some of those. But tell us you know, a little bit about your journey. You've come a long way, right? What's, what's happened with the product over the last 10 years? How's it radically different if somebody's looking at it now versus five years ago? Yeah, I mean, Receipt Bank is a wildly different company than it was 10 years ago. Think about it then. It was actually a, a company that started in the UK. I, I think the original name was Receipt Farm, if you can <laughs> imagine. Um, That's, that sounds so British. <laughs> yeah, yeah, classic. Um, and now we're in six countries around the world, and we have dedicated solutions to fit the needs of every single one of those countries. Um, mm -hmm. I've been here for a year and a half now, and you know I'm fortunate to have seen so much change in such a short period of time. And part of that is really because you know we've we've just obsessed about the industry that we're trying to serve. How do we make a bookkeeper's life easier? Um, and so some of those things, as they specifically apply to the U.S. market, is you know, we weren't able to fully serve the rest of the U.S. market that's on QuickBooks Desktop. So we recently launched an integration with QuickBooks Desktop through Right Networks. They're such a great partner of ours. Um, I think they're in the ABS program as well. They are. They are. If you use QuickBooks yeah. Desktop, you host on Right Networks. That's correct. Exactly. And so for any of our existing partners or, or prospects out there that have been looking for a solution and haven't been able to move forward because they're on QuickBooks desktop through Right Networks, you know, now you can publish your receipt data directly to QBD through that integration. What I'm super excited to share is that we've extended our QuickBooks desktop functionality to non-hosted desktop files through a QBD integration we've actually built in-house. Um, so it's a brand new integration. We've released it in Canada to our neighbors up north in that market first. Um, you know, we let them do all of our, a lot of our beta testing and alpha testing. Um, and then we moved into alpha testing in the U.S. and have such incredible results, very high publishing rates. So everything is going really, really well there. And we're looking forward to formally launching that a bit later this month. So basically with that, we kind of uh, encompass the rest of the market because you can be hosted on another provider. You can also be, you know, just regular QuickBooks desktop non-hosted. And I guess one of the most exciting developments I saw the press release is Xavier. So tell us what, what you're doing with that. Yes. So um, Receipt Bank acquired, it was our very first acquisition um, called Xavier Analytics. And so this is a company that's based in the UK. Um, we've brought them into the family and um, acquisitions are something we're continuing to focus on. It's going to be hopefully something we do more of in 2021, but it's a fantastic product that really caters to 
advisory services because it provides a robust analytics platform and measures the accuracy and completeness of the data that you have for each of your clients. So if you're a bookkeeper and you're wanting to move a little bit more into those value added services, that advisory service realm, um, you need to have full comprehensive and accurate data to properly do that advisory. And that's what Xavier does. And that's what we really need is the bridge. A really good bookkeeper is really good at keeping books. But then what do we do with this treasure trove of information, right? And so I'm excited to hear a little bit more, you know, in the coming um, weeks and months about how Xavier is going to play into this sort of one-two punch of accuracy and analytics that's so desperate, desperately needed. And that kind of gets me to my final question. And that's, you know, what exciting things are on the horizon. I know you can't share everything. <laughs> share what you can share. Tease out what you can't. We'll just imagine. Okay. So, so what's Receipt Bank up to? Okay. Well, we're up to a lot. So I love this question. Um, you know, one of the things that we've done internally that of course no one sees that I love and I get excited about. And it's one of the first things I check every morning is, you know, we are so dedicated to making the lives of bookkeepers better that we actually just brought on, you know, a bookkeeper accountant full-time and his name is Paul Lauder. He's based in the UK and, and we have a channel in Slack that is completely dedicated to this where he shares his insights so that we're able to kind of put ourselves in the shoes of our partners so we can understand their challenges, their problems, the things that keep them up at night and build solutions that solve for that. So, you know, we really want to meet the needs of the modern bookkeeper. And so, you know, I, I could share a lot more about how we're evolving, how we have evolved and will continue to do so, but we have a very exciting event coming up on February 23rd. It's a virtual event, of course. Um, and so I'd love to invite you, of course, and anyone that's listening, uh, it's our next generation event and we will be talking more about what's next for Receipt Bank in our evolution. Yep. So if you're listening to this prior to February the 23rd, 2021, we're going to have a whole transcription of this podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast, it already exists. Just go to woodardreport.com or you can go to woodard.com and click on Woodard Report, search for Receipt Bank. You can get the whole article where we've written up this entire conversation, including including that, that link, and you're all invited to participate and um, you're going to have some some folks that uh, are speaking for you there. Uh, yeah. Who's who's going to be joining you? So we have a very exciting group of speakers. So including our keynote speaker, Sir Tim Berners-Lee. He is the founder of the World Wide Web. So if anyone can talk about innovation and what's next, it's him. So I'm really excited to hear from him. Uh, and then we have a number of local thought leaders as well. So Ron Baker is going to be speaking, um, as well as Aaron Buklik, who's one of our partners from JCCS. So they're going to be talking about, you know, their different area of expertise. And we hope that our partners and, and anyone else who's able to attend that event on February 23rd will really enjoy the conversation. And two ways you can find that event. If you haven't already missed it, if you're listening to this podcast in time, go to water.com, click on the water report, search for this transcription, or to make it even easier, water.com slash podcast. Simply find this, the latest episode or the one that is in February of 2021. And there'll be a link there as well as a link over to the Water Report article there as well. So Calliope, I want to say thanks for being our guest. I also want to say thanks for being a good partner to us on our advanced bookkeeping system. Thanks for being a really good vendor to us, a software vendor here at Water because we love being users. 
And, um, and I want to say thanks for being a great partner to accounting professionals to help them with their practices. So much to be thankful for. You guys are doing a great job over at Receipt Bank. Uh, keep it up. Thank you so much, Joe. Um, it was really great to be here. And, um, you know, we love Woodard and we're so close to your whole team. So thanks again for having us. Well, thanks, Calliope. And thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Scaling New Heights podcast. For more information about today's episode, including information about our advanced bookkeeping system, to explore other episodes in this podcast series, or to learn more about our annual conference, visit woodard.com. That's W-O-O-D-A-R-D.com. As always, we encourage you to stay tuned, stay connected, never stop learning, and scale new heights.